We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll break down what's happening at the legacy sports nutrition brand BPI Sports and explain why it shouldn't surprise you. But before we get started, I would love if you took 51 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This also immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Everywhere you turn, ironclad sports nutrition brands of the past are now showing cracks in their armor. So should the recent BPI sports news have really surprised you? Let's just rip the Band-Aid off quickly for those that haven't already read the headlines. On September 18th of 2023, BPI Sports filed voluntary petitions for protection under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code. Bankruptcy. Yikes. That word alone creates an instant negative reaction in our minds, right? The fact is that bankruptcy is highly misunderstood and automatically gets tons of negativity placed on it. Now, I'm not going to give you the dense business school run-through, as I'm sure there's tons of Google machine or chat GPT queries that can help you if you care that much, but just understand that there is a ton of different bankruptcy types. The two forms of bankruptcy that most people are familiar with, yet incorrectly combined, is Chapter 7 and then Chapter 11. Chapter 7 is a total liquidation and is the most common type of bankruptcy for individuals. Typically, businesses don't file Chapter 7 because that type of bankruptcy won't keep the company operational. Instead, most businesses file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is essentially a reorganization plan that both the court and the creditors must approve. Also, because the bankrupt business stays operational during this process, it almost always requires them to secure what they call a debtor in possession or DIP financing. You might be asking yourself, what would entice a lender to work with an insolvent company? DIP financing is given priority on assets in case of the company's liquidation, an authorized budget, a market or premium interest rate, and any other additional kind of comfort measures that the court or lender believes warrants inclusion. This is a case in the BPI sports bankruptcy. I won't detail all the terms because it's not that important, but as it's stated in court documents, they're being supported by a small bridge loan. This is being provided by its main contract manufacturer, High Tech Pharmaceutical. Okay, so as you can see, at least in the short term, BPI sports will not be going out of business. But before I disclose the likely acquirer of BPI sports, How about we quickly kind of walk down memory lane for those that don't know much about the legacy sports nutrition brand. In 2009, BPI Sports was bootstrapped with an IOU for a pocket full of cash by founders Derek Edinger and James Grange. 
Despite both founders having industry experience, I wouldn't describe BPI Sports as an instant hit, but it did quickly become one of the fastest growing sports nutrition brands of the early 2010s era. Most of that success could be pointed towards the popularity of its flagship pre-workout supplement called 1MR. That was the product that put BPI Sports on the map, but arguably the follow-up in terms of creating attention within the fitness or sports nutrition industry would be their decision in 2012 to partner with four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler. Beyond utilizing him for marketing reasons, BPI Sports also launched a line extension called Jay Cutler Elite Series that eventually became Cutler Nutrition. This portfolio mindset of building sub-brands with or without influencers or kind of talent as a whole has been a part of the company strategy since the early days. I remember sports nutrition brands like Image Sports and EXT Sports, but also Brain Pharma, which I believe made the SKU called Happy Pills that is still sold in Walmart today. But even if you look at BPI Sports today, it has several line extensions, such as one with hip-hop legend Method Man called Killer B Pre, and another one that's called the Titan Series, with fitness celebrity Michael Hearn. Since the BPI Sports Titan Series products were at one point sold at Walmart, this is probably a good transition into stating another mainstay sales channel strategy of working with the mass retailer. While it's cool today, if your supplements are sold inside Walmart stores back in 2013, when now CEO Chris McKenzie got one MR Vortex on these shelves nationally, it wasn't the case. This strategic foresight pushed BPI Sports to new levels of success, which led them to taking a minority investment from Pine Tree Equity in February of 2014 to likely increase working capital financial buffering for elevated inventory needs from Walmart. Now, this is no hate directed to BPI Sports Executive VP Whitney Reed, but I'm going to cherry pick one quote I saw in an online article where he stated, there is nothing risky about having the largest retailer in the country carry your brand. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Though Walmart never intends to directly create risk for vendors, the retailer's massive scale has unintended consequences that must be managed closely, or they will cause major problems. As an example, in the first probably six or seven years of the BPI Sports and Walmart relationship, things were probably very great. The categorical competition on shelf was lower, making volumes higher, and even with about a $25 price point for 1MR pre-workout products, it was enough profit to feed the corporate machine. But then the last few years of supply chain chaos and record inflation likely caused extreme margin tightness. At the same time, you had more categorical competition on the shelves that was likely hurting volumes. That is not a recipe for success. And then at the same time, BPI Sports had one of its other major retail partners, GNC, head into Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, and the sports nutrition brand unfortunately had over $1 million in unpaid accounts receivable balance. Now, I have no idea if they recouped any of that over time, but 
My guess is not much because they are no longer even working together today. But maybe this is a good time really to circle back into that information that was included in those BPI Sports bankruptcy filings. It was listed that BPI Sports had revenue of $12 million year to date and $23.4 million in 2022. It listed $2.2 million in estimated assets with three-fourths of that coming from its inventory. On the other side of the accounting ledger, BPI Sports had an estimated debt load of $7.6 million. Its largest creditor was supplement contract manufacturer and brand portfolio, High Tech Pharmaceuticals, which was owed $4.9 million in trade debt as its main supplier. And this kind of brings us back to that earlier comment about the likely acquirer of BPI Sports. In its case summary, BPI Sports stated it negotiated a restructuring agreement with High Tech Pharmaceuticals that will convert its remaining debt to 100% of equity in the legacy sports nutrition brand. You might be asking, why didn't BPI Sports just look for a buyer itself? The court documents note it did, in fact, try, but had a failed sale process that did not obtain the approval of the minority investor. So with BPI Sports facing business difficulties caused by insufficient cash flow to address debt servicing requirements and operational requirements that necessitated several merchant cash advance loans, it was best for the going concern value of BPI Sports assets and operations to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Now, in that introductory statement, I mentioned that the BPI Sports bankruptcy shouldn't surprise you, and that's because I predicted this sports nutrition industry problem in early January. So let's start off with the bad news first. I'm going to predict that a lot of these like zombie brands in the sports nutrition industry will go bankrupt and or get buyer sold. Whether it's institutional bank debt or them owing every supplier on the streets, these zombie brands will finally take a death blow in 2023. I hate being negative, but a lot of legacy sports nutrition brands and adjacent businesses were on life support prior to 2020. Now, the stimulus and public health crisis helped extend the runway, chasing pandemic-era product category trends helped extend the runway a little bit, but that all halted in 2022. Not moving fast enough or having any pricing power in an inflationary environment shrunk the runway. Interest rates going up shrunk the runway. Normalization of supplement usage shrunk the runway, so not everybody and their mother are taking supplements anymore. It's now kind of moving back to normalcy. Economic uncertainty affecting consumer spending will even further shrink the runway. And I can go on and on, but you kind of see where this is going. But I'm going to let you in on a not so little secret within the supplement industry. Supplement brands are competing for every dollar from consumers who have a heightened sensitivity to costs. And though the supplement consumer has proved once again that it's highly resilient, Gone are the days of generating a reliable perpetual growth trajectory through the previous business strategies that fueled decades of industry success. But assuming high-tech pharmaceuticals does indeed acquire BPI Sports, what's next? If unaware, mergers and acquisitions has been a major growth strategy of high-tech. I recently saw there was more than 15 over the last two decades on all sides of the supplement industry. High-tech made consolidation moves on the supply side with other contract manufacturers, acquired finished good brands like EAS, USP Labs, and APS Nutrition, just to kind of name a few, but even bought an e-commerce retailer like Supplement Warehouse. 
I say all this because resources and assets at Hitech are actually quite substantial. But don't misinterpret that statement as me saying that Hitech will try to transform BPI Sports back to its early 2010s glory days. In my opinion, Hitech primarily focuses on extending the product lifecycle of the 1MR pre-workout hero SKU family and keeps the Walmart relationship going strong. They will cut the rest of the fat in terms of the product portfolio, strategic partnerships, and operational costs. So while the efforts of current leadership to broaden the appeal of BPI Sports and move away from the one-dimensional niche of yesteryear was admirable, I think high-tech reverses out of those endeavors. Moreover, I'd guess they double down on the brand's roots and put forth a more efficient marketing plan that targets its most loyal customer base, bodybuilding and fitness fans. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 